But I don't base my health off of my size. I base my health on valuing myself and the habits that contributed to it. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I am your host, Sarah McClellan, and if you're brand new to this podcast, this is a comedy variety talk show where I get personal with comedians, creators, and characters. This week's episode is part two of my awesome conversation with TikTok star, content creator, educator, body positivity advocate, and future stand-up comedian, Alicia McCarvel. In this second part, we really get into the self-love and body positivity side of things, and it is just wow. I really had my mind blown several times in this episode. There is so much to learn and consider in this part, and I truly hope it gives you a new and improved perspective on body positivity. A huge theme in this part is the idea of placing value in valuing yourself, Um, because it's when you start to value yourself for all that you are uh, beyond your physical body that you will naturally start to take care of yourself more because you know that you deserve that. I think that's just such a simple fact that people really, really forget. And also, when we start accepting and embracing all body types, we make it that much easier for those people with bodies that are constantly being undervalued by society and always facing repercussions for just existing. All I can say about this part too, you guys, is um, TED Talk, I hope you're listening, because Alicia's message needs to be heard. She seriously is a thought leader. She's really contributing to changing how people think and helping so many people in the process. So, um, duh, you gotta follow Alicia on TikTok and Instagram. You just, you gotta do that. You won't regret it. She's amazing. And of course, you guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you like what I'm doing here on Intoxicated, consider leaving me an Apple Podcast rating or review or both. That would be amazing. Um, It truly, truly, really does help the podcast out, and I would greatly appreciate it. And of course, if you're someone who is hopping in and you liked what you heard today, make sure you do subscribe on whatever app you use. You can also check out the Intoxicated YouTube channel, where I post video episodes and other fun stuff all the time. Uh, That is youtube.com backslash intoxicated. You can check out the Intoxicated Patreon as well, but of course, the best thing you can do is just tell your friends and spread the word. Give the podcast a share on social media. You truly can't beat that. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the final part of my conversation with the amazing Alicia McCarvel. All right. What are the daily things you do? To keep yourself loving yourself. Because we can say it. We can say that we love ourselves, but sometimes we're faking it. Um, Sometimes there's things going on in words. Um, And I know that, like, right now, self-work and self-love is, like, really huge. And a lot of people are doing it. Because quarantine, I think, made a lot of people do it. Um, But do you have any daily, like, rituals or, like, daily routines that you do that, like, get you in this mindset? I'm very lucky that right now I don't have anything that's daily. Like, I think I've done my daily work. So now my work then becomes 
how do I deal with like my tough days or how do I deal with my, my off days. But daily when I started, um, was my love me journal. So I, Mm. I've spoken openly about this, but when I lost my job and when I lost my job and I, I was, I took a year off to kind of work 10 months off to work on myself I got an iPad, I started drawing, I started writing poetry, I started creating. Um, I got a love me journal and I got one. I mean, I bought a journal from the dollar store and I had, I had seen people write positive affirmations like you look great or you're going to have a great day today. And I like those, those things are great. I think positive affirmations are important, but I was like, that's not how I feel. Like that's not right. That's not how I feel. It feels weird saying it right. when it's so against what you feel. So I was like, I'm going to get a journal and I'm going to try really hard to write something in it about myself at the end of my day that I loved about myself. Right. So it didn't have to necessarily do with that day, but that was the easiest way for me to do it right away. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're faced with like your whole being trying to pick something you like about yourself, it can be very hard. So when I broke it down, so every day I would get home, and I would sit with my journal and I would write something I liked about myself from the day. So you handled that upset customer really well. You were a great supporter for your employee today. You did a really good job of making sure you ate today. You yes. did. So like I would just write and sometimes they were just face value. Like you put on clothes. Yes. So sometimes, and sometimes those are like, sometimes that is hard shit. Yeah. Like that is. Yeah. So I, I would write, some of them would be that. And then all of a sudden it would, some nights it would take me like 45 minutes, just like sitting with a pen and paper, like trying to come up. Sometimes I'd have to ask like Scott, like sometimes it just was not easy. And I think that that's the case for a lot of people. It's not an easy exercise to do. So I would write in this journal, the things that I loved about myself and then I'd sign it. Love me. So I'd write, you did a really great job at handling that customer today. Love me. And so you're like kind of writing little letters to yourself. Yeah. Essentially about Mm. ways that I actually felt it Mm -hmm. wasn't this like false excitement about my day. It wasn't like, it wasn't overly positive. It wasn't it, but it was how I was feeling. And when I ex, when I thought about my day, it's how I actually felt, but it was positive. So I just started doing that. And then all of a sudden I was left with like a book with, Oh my gosh. 150 great things about me. Like once you start reading them, it's like, I'm a great problem solver. I'm a great friend. I'm really good at giving advice. I have really fucking good hair. I like all (laughs) of a sudden it was just this list of things that were great about me and nowhere to be found was my size. Nowhere Mm. to be found was Mm. my body. Nowhere to be found. That's a lie. I have nice boobs. So I'm sure that was in there a few times. But but the things about your body were were things about you loving your body. Yeah. So and then then all of a sudden you realize like for me it was like holy shit. Like I have a hundred wonderful things about myself here. Yet I hyper fixate on the fact that I don't like my body. So it was like this aha moment that I had allowed this one part about me to overshadow shadow all of these great things about me when realistically, like, let's talk about the one thing that I don't love about myself. Like I didn't love my body, but my body is what holds and empowers and carries and 
lives for all of these other hundred things for me to exist so in order for me to be a good friend my body has to be there like in order for me to be a great problem solver my body is has to be there so I spent so much time dwelling on it when it's like I just need to figure out how to focus on all of my great things and take care of my body because that's what houses them. It's the vessel. It's the thing that it is the vessel that houses the great things about me. So it was like that was a good turning point for me, like thinking about like refocusing my dynamic. You don't have to like your body. You don't have to be content with your body. Like there, I know for me as a plus size, the actions and habits that I have right now are healthy. I'm exercising regularly. I'm eating good. I, I am taking care of my mental health, but I know that my body is not meant to be the size that I am right now. So I know I'm going to lose weight. I know that I I know that I'm going to be, you know, as I continue to live this lifestyle, I know my body's going to change, but I don't have to, like, I don't have to be, I think I look good because I like who I am and my body is a part of who I am. So you don't exactly. if you don't if you don't want to enjoy everything about me then you don't get to enjoy it at all type of aspect I guess Absolutely. is how I kind of view it so I that love me journal was a very big part in kind of realizing how how over when you put all those things on a scale of like all of the great things about me and the things I didn't like about myself I was like okay well, like we're heavily weighted over in the things that are good about me it yeah. just took me so much time to really dive into what was really good and I think that that's hard for everybody so yeah. when that started to change I started dressing differently I started allowing myself to do things I wouldn't typically do yeah. I started not allowing my body to hold me back and uh I went on a trip to Florida. I spent like two and a half hours in the water on the beach with my husband. And I, we had never been to a beach in 12 years. And this trip, I had felt so empowered that I was like, I'm buying myself a fucking bathing suit. I'm going. I went. We had so much fun. And then I got to um, our friend's place that we were staying at. And I cried in the shower because I was like, you are so selfish. Like, you are so worried about how other people are going to view your body that you didn't allow you and your husband to enjoy going to the fucking beach together right. and like how many photos did I not get in how many mm-hmm. times did I choose not to be a part of something how many times did I not go downtown because I was feeling insecure about myself so how many memories have I missed out on because I focused on my body when realistically the people who want me to be a part of those things are focusing on this side they're focusing on the great part about me great parts about me I am fun when I go out I do enjoy having a good time I am a great partner I create a lot of excitement in mundane situations like there's so many great things but my body was just so in front of all of them that it was so hard for me to to kind of get past it so yeah that moment on the beach was like a big one for me because like I've always chose to be behind the camera I've always chosen I've I've always loved passionate moments and all you know I at one point I was like maybe I'll be a photographer so I can capture these moments of joy but I never really thought about capturing my own moments of joy and like I think about like the moms who choose not to be in photos with their kids that's right like your kid doesn't fucking care and it's so hard to get past that I know that Scott doesn't he 
the man has sex with me, so it can't obviously bother him too much my size. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he enjoys me. He loves my body. He hypes me up. But mm. I'm choosing not to go out with him to a beach because I don't want other people seeing my body. Right. The man who literally loves me so much, who wants to enjoy me and be with me, and choosing not to allow us to have certain experiences because I don't want strangers God, to see my body. You are so... <laughs> I'm just now thinking about all the like literally what you said pictures you weren't didn't take things you didn't deleted do. like I've canceled plans because I felt sh- shitty about my body and I and I was like oh people. I started stand up and I started thinking about like how do I look on stage what do I wear on stage and I wasted so much time like trying to find outfits that like would make me look a certain way on stage and it's like I should be focusing on my fucking jokes yeah. and having fun up there because, what and, the fuck well, am I doing? and especially with comedy because nobody cares how you're dressed no and here's the thing um I heard something recently that was like talking about just this the idea of being selfish and focusing so much on like you and how other people don't notice the things that you notice and it was like this anecdote of like if you a uh, woman went to a uh, a store and spent all day there trying clothes on and this sales rep helped her the whole day trying clothes on multiple outfits for hours and at the end of the session um the salesperson went and asked her she said i spent all day with you um what color was the shirt that i was wearing and the woman didn't know yeah because she was literally only focusing on her and she didn't even notice what the other person was wearing yeah like we are just so in our heads. We are so and so in our heads. And it's just it's one of those things that like it's hard to fucking unlearn. We've God, literally been we've literally been taught um we've literally been taught to feel a certain way about our bodies. Yeah. We see pictures and we see actors and models and people who are on the front of magazines and yeah. We look at ourselves and we think we don't look that way. So that decreases our value when realistically, and we talked, I talked about this on the papaya podcast. We are the majority. Yeah. We, women with stretch marks, women with bellies, women with small boobs, women with big boobs, women with bellies, women with, with or without butts. Yeah. Like we are the majority. We're the majority. If we weren't the majority, if we were the minority in the situation, there would be far more mod. Like there's, yeah, there's more. There's, pl- yeah. Yes, like yeah. there's a- that's. I um, I mean, I've been on a journey with body stuff too. Like it's it's just very very. It's something I talk about on, on podcast a lot. It's something that really does hold me back a lot of the times. And for me, a big moment for me when I started realizing how bad it was for other people. And how challenging it is for other people was when I actually went from a size medium to a size large. And then I realized there was only maybe one or two sizes in the store that I was shopping in after me. And I thought to myself, well, shit. Yeah. There's people who can't even go to fucking dynamite to get a clothing top. Clothing. You know, like clothing sizes are shit anyways, because and we beat ourselves up like I just I remember vividly when a pair of pants didn't fit me and how much I beat my body up. Your body is not meant to fit in a certain size pair of pants. The pants are meant to fit your body. Those are two very different things. Like my body is not meant to fit in a certain size. The clothes are meant to fit my body. Mm -hmm. So why do I spend so much time trying to worry about what size I am 
when I just need to buy the size that fits my body. Like there's no- we squeeze ourselves and right. like I, I used to squeeze like when I used to be like like late twenties, like still going out and stuff. I would squeeze myself into these tight dresses and and tight skirts, and I would just go out and I would be so uncomfortable. I would be so bloated and like just want to, you know, that feeling like when you go home and you just want to like rip everything off. Yeah. But I was like squeezing myself because I couldn't accept going up Being to a, to a large size, yeah. or going up to a medium. I mean, you're, like, and that's the thing. A lot of people think, well, like if I squeeze myself into a large, I must be a large. Well, it's like, no, you're an extra large squeezing into a large. That's right. Or, you know, I'm a 2X trying to get my ass into a large. I'm just a 2X. And if I, and when I started like focusing on just dressing for my size and mind you, it's difficult. And there are hard days like for, for me with finding clothes and finding clothes that are like cute and don't have like, bedazzles all over them like there's a <laughs> yeah. there's sometimes it's that's hard to, to do but like when I started dressing how I felt like when I started to love myself and I started dressing how I expected myself to feel that was a game changer for me and I I where I posted a few few weeks ago about five things that have helped me be more confident or helped yes. me in my self-love journey mm-hmm. clothing is one of them mm-hmm. because we I used to use clothing to hide. So I was a size 2X, but I was buying like 3X, 4X, the loosest, baggiest clothes I could wear. But like this, I joked about on one of my TikToks, but my and 3X shirt is not an invisibility cloak uh, from Harry Potter. It doesn't make it go away. Just because mm-hmm. I hide, just because the shirt that I'm wearing is big, doesn't mean my stomach no longer mm-hmm. exists. Right. Like, I'm fat. I'm a fat woman, and I'm totally okay with that now. But before, I spent so much time hiding it, but I was still always fat. Like that you're, was, you're, put, you're putting a Band-Aid over well, the problem. Yes, like, yeah, and yeah, strangers yeah. were always going to view me as a fat woman. Like, it didn't yeah. matter if I wore a T-shirt or... But the difference was... When I was wearing 3X or 4X or these big baggy clothes, I was trying to hide Mm. and I was building the shame around my body. When I started dressing confidently in things that I loved and enjoyed, that was me starting to actually feel power around my body Mm. and feeling calm because I am fat. Like Mm. it's, it's, that's not a bad thing. Like that Mm -hmm. is not, it is not a bad thing. And my body has gotten me to this point. There is no reason for me to hate it for the things that it has gotten me through. And I spent so much time being ashamed of it Mm -hmm. and, and spending so much time trying to change it and, and hide it that I couldn't even, I couldn't take care of it. It was, it was no longer, but I was making so many decisions out of hate that when I finally started making decisions out of love, that's when the biggest changes started to happen for me. Cause those are two very different things. Like when you, yeah. when you think about the, when you think about the things that you would do to somebody you hate and you think about the things that you would do for somebody that you love, those are two different Very feelings. Different things, yeah. So when you hate your body, when I was, doing a bikini competition I hated my body I was doing anything and everything I possibly could to not look the size I was I was eating the exact same thing every day I was at a calorie deficit that is unheard of I was eating Mm. no fats I was binge eating every single Saturday to the point where I literally couldn't move um I was taking um peptides that were injectable Uh. 
I was taking um, drugs that are meant for horses. I was taking weight loss supplements that are illegal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because I hated my body. Yeah. Now, if you were to ever give me anything that would do harm to my body, that decision would be different because Mm -hmm. I love my body. So I'm going to choose wisely what I put into it because it's got to fucking get me till I'm 80. It's got to get me to the the important events of my life that I, you know, it's got to take me camping with my nephew. It's got, you know, it's got to give me experiences. I'm not going to risk it for a quick fix to something that's not broken. So it's (laughs) dropping the, Oh, it's so fucking true. And I heard something recently about how when with like diets and stuff and like the things that we do to get that quick fix or to get that instant result or the instant weight loss or whatever it is, we're so stressed and like we're so focused on getting there that like the stress doesn't actually help like your body at all no. chemically like it's, the actual yeah, your cortisol, cortisol levels yeah yeah, yeah like it's, it's not gonna help at all it's funny because here's the thing we're so fixated on changing our body that we view it as a race and a, that we can get yeah. to that finish line and that's it yeah runners get to the finish line they stop running and that's it for them they're done their race Caring for your body is not a fucking race. Getting yeah. it, getting it healthy, caring for it, maintaining it, finding an exercise routine that works for you. That is not a race. You can race to get there quickly, but you are completely naive if you think that that race doesn't continue after that finish line for bo- for your body. Yep. And that is the problem is so many people put so much stress on getting to a size as quick as possible that we devalue the fact that we're doing good things for our body. And it's very similar. Exercise is very similar to how I felt about myself is that if you were to weigh out the reasons that I was exercising to lose weight versus all of the other benefits of exercise, we're sitting like this. Right, right, right. But everybody hyper fixates fixates on the weight loss part of things and forgets about the 90 other thousand things that are good for you in terms of exercise. And when you don't hit this thing, the rest of it's just out the door. That's right. And that's 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 not why you exercise. You don't exercise to lose weight. And that's been a big part of my journey. And this last year has been super impactful for me is removing associating exercise with weight loss. Because yeah. a lot of people, I exercised all through... I exercised all through junior high and high school, like through the sports that I was playing. I was in Taekwondo. I was super active. But... I never considered that exercise. Never. That wasn't yeah. exercise. I was enjoying those things. So I just did them. I loved yeah. going to basketball and I loved, you know, I enjoyed that stuff. So then when I got, you know, when I started university and I could no longer be active that way and I put on 25 pounds, I started working out to lose weight because I put on 25 pounds. I didn't start working out because I needed to be active because I now had no longer, no more avenues to be active my my fitness journey started immediately with wanting and needing to lose weight and you had a number too did you have a number in mind yeah 100 percent. so it's like i transitioned from being physically active all of my life to not being physically physically active to gaining weight to then choosing to exercise to lose weight so all i've known 
is that the gym is to lose weight. So when I finally realized that like, no, you just need to fucking move your body because you should yeah. and because it's good for you. Then now com- that has completely changed my whole dynamic. If I have a shitty day, I go work out and I don't do things I don't like. People are like, you're fat. You should be on a cardio equipment. And I'm what? like, I, okay, but I don't like cardio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to do this for the rest of my life. So yeah. why would, why would I do things that I don't like? You're picking things that you can implement for the long term. Yeah. And I mean, people do yeah. this and the, I mean, you can associate this with other things in the world. Like, you there are people whose parents raise them and tell them you're going to be a really great doctor where you're all of your families are lawyers so you need to be a lawyer but like that's not what you're passionate about but you spend your life doing it because you feel like you have to yeah. and then same the same thing with exercise yeah you know, i don't enjoy doing cardio but i spent so much time doing cardio that i ended up hating cardio right so like you we need uh, as a society need to focus on doing more things that we love and choosing those things over the things that we don't like because we feel like they're necessary so i don't do cardio i just lift weights i don't weigh myself i don't um i don't hinder the foods that i eat like if i want to have a burger i'm going to eat a burger because i could get hit by a car three days from now and thank you i was gonna bring up because (laughs) Oh, it pissed that whole pizza thing. <laughs> so many. I you, know. Okay, so Alicia and Scott posted this, like, the cutest video of them, like, eating a pizza in the car, which, by the way, like, I saw that and I was like, this is my ideal relationship. <laughs> like, for so many reasons, you guys are, like, my OTP, like, this is what I want. But, like, I saw that and it literally brought me so much joy seeing, like, two people just enjoy pizza together. Pizza. And you can't fucking do that without getting, like... I know, yeah. Like, what, that, like, like, like literally, like, your, your lifestyle is unhealthy. And I'm like, what in the flying fuck? Because, like, you don't see anything else that I eat. Like, you don't see anything else about my lifestyle. My Meanwhile, if you actually... But the problem is a lot of people make their comments and don't actually vet who they're making the comments for, which is the other part of things, too. Like, a lot of people just jump to conclusions. You see a that's why I made that post because me eating pizza doesn't make it unhealthy because I'm fat. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't. You foods aren't on there. Their foods aren't unhealthy. They're going for a drink is not unhealthy, but the amount that you consume yep. and the frequency that you consume it right. is then what can turn things unhealthy. to be unhealthy. That's for right. you. And that's where we have to like draw the line. First of all, none of your fucking business. If you don't know me and you're not in my family, it's really, it doesn't, shouldn't bother you. But that, and if you're actually a friend and family member of mine and you're worried about my health and that's one thing, but like a stranger on the internet is a whole other thing. But yeah. me, having three slices of pizza with my husband in my car is not unhealthy, but you view it as unhealthy because you saw a fat person doing it because of a skinny woman was sitting in a car. They'd be like, Oh, she's living her best life. Yes. Yeah. Completely different. So, and I think that there's a lot of stigma with that in general, health in general and body positivity and just all of that stuff is like fat women can't be healthy, but that's because society views health as a size and health isn't a size. It's not a size. That's what allows thin women to go struggling and fat women who are thriving to be belittled because there are thin women who are struggling every day yeah. with eating disorders mm-hmm. and 
addiction and but they could be in poor health too they could right. have other but people issues, yeah. people don't give a fuck yeah because they look healthy because they look but yes. then you have fat women who are treating their bodies with respect and w- eating the things that they i eat what i want to so it really doesn't matter but like I, I treat my body with respect. I'm at a point where I have the most respect for my body than I've ever had in my life. If you add up my health, my habits, and this is how I'm trying to find a way to like articulate it so that people understand is that health is not a size. Health is made up of your habits and the things that you do for yourself. And once people start to shift their mindset that way, then they'll realize that you can't see health on the outside. Because if, if you looked at me five years ago, my unhealthy habits far outweighed my healthy habits. Right. I was unhealthy. Right, right, right. At that point in my life, that did contribute to my weight gain and my my stagnancy in my weight in my weight at the point. But if you look at me now and I were to list my things, I am my healthy habits that I have in my life far outweigh my unhealthy habits. Therefore, I am healthy. Yep. I am healthy. Yeah. So that's the part where it needs to be viewed that way because it's like I don't you don't get to walk into my profile after all of the things that I've the work that I've done for myself and the things that I do for myself on a regular basis now and tell me that I am unhealthy just because I'm fat. So basically what you're telling me is that fat women don't deserve respect for the healthy habits until they're thin. And that's the problem with viewing health as a size. Can your size contribute to your health? Sure. For some people it does. And we're talking like extreme levels of things. But if we actually go back to like, this is why I preach self-love in general, is that do you know how unwelcoming the world is for fat people? Yeah, exactly. It's super unwelcoming. Yeah, You can't buy clothes everywhere. You have to do different types. Like my, my body holds me back from certain things and in general it is not a welcoming world for a fat person and you learn that way on to devalue your body and yourself based on your body and then people don't want to take care of them because you hate yourself that's right so why would you invest in yourself i don't like it so i'm gonna do my regular nine to five and i'm not gonna invest in who i am so if we spent more time making the, the world's more welcoming for people of all shapes and sizes, then the fat women that you don't like on the internet would have the confidence to take care of themselves earlier on in their lives in general, because they would yeah. value who they are. Yeah. But, but you turn 15 yeah. and you learn your value based on your size. Yeah. So when you, when you're told that because you're fat, you don't have value, why would you want to take care of that? It's this vicious fucking cycle. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where when we're talking body positivity and we're like, talking about that movement in general people are so confused because people see fat women existing happy and they're like you're fat though you're gonna die like you can't Mm. this isn't a good movement because you're condoning obesity and it's like no i'm i'm not like when's the last time you watched my content and thought you wanted to get fat because yeah, exactly. People don't. Yeah, and yeah. the majority of the comments and messages that I give from my followers is thank you for helping me like who I am so that I can move my body because I want to. Thank you for showing me that I am a valuable human being. So the problem in yeah. the plus size community isn't the body positive people telling them to continue to be fat. The problem is the rest of the world telling them that it's not okay to value who they are. And that's to me, right. that's the important part about body positivity is that you 
as like the society needs to change the way they view and speak about bodies in general that goes for big bodies little bodies disabled bodies that goes for bodies in general and for everybody so people get confused with the body positivity movement because they think that it's like I like I'm well aware that I am fat and if you go through every single one of my content I don't say it's healthy to be overweight I don't say that because for some people it's not healthy to be overweight for some people it is but I don't base my health off of my size I base my health on valuing myself and the habits that contributed to it but a lot of people don't feel valuable enough to do those habits that's right which can contribute to weight gain and being in a position like we seem to forget that like people have other shit going on like we live lives like we do we like women are raising children and they're working shitty jobs and they're giving to every other person in their lives that they don't even sit back to realize that they're a valuable human being and they deserve time alone they deserve to to do things for themselves and i think that a lot of the 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 issue with health in general is that nobody asks a fat person how they're doing Mm -hmm. nobody says to a fat person how are you doing Mm -hmm. what do you need help with what do you anytime anybody's ever addressed my size it's you need to start exercising you need to start doing this it wasn't until I started to actually work on my mental health and how I physically or how I mentally felt about myself that any change has happened for me. But people don't look at fat women and men and think, how is their mental health? They look at them and think they're fat, so they must be unhealthy. And let's work on their physical health first. Yeah. When I would beg, and don't get me wrong, moving your body is important. And I will always preach that. You need to get out and move your body in general. Because your body, again, your body is what houses everything that is great about you and you need to take care of it. But sometimes the issue isn't the movement. The issue is how you feel. And, Mm. and for me, nobody ever sat down and said to me, like, how are you? Yeah. They said, you need to work out more. Right. Like, how do you feel about yourself? Like, where are you at in your life? Like, how do you, and like, I think that that's the bigger problem here is like, how do you feel about yourself? Do you value yourself? Because if you don't value something, you're not going to invest time in it. You won't and you won't keep up with that. You don't. You You don't invest. And it creates hostility and it creates this shitty relationship. And until until people value who they are and that encompasses their body, they're not going to want to move it and 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 take care of it. So and that doesn't go for every that does not go for every plus size person in general because there are plus size people that are just meant to be plus size like it it just in general like I will never be a size two I won't like that'll not be my that'll not be my life like I'm assuming that I'm probably gonna sit at a solid size 14 16 as I continue on with my journey that's where I remember feeling the most comfortable and most confident when I was on my original weight loss journey but even then for me to view if you picture what society views 16 and 14 sizes as 
Right. Right. So it's like that's still not going to be enough for right. the way people view health and the way people view that journey in general. So I just I think that the body positive positivity movement gets a bad rep because people think that I'm out here saying, oh, I'm fat and it's wonderful. But I'm fat and I like who I am. And that's OK. Like you yeah, don't that's have what to, it is. You don't yeah. have to hate yourself thin. You don't have to. No, you have to move your body because it's important for you to take care of who you are. But you don't have to hate yourself thin. Like you don't have to hate who you are to get to a point that society thinks you look good. It's not, that's not how this works. And you don't have to be a certain size to do certain things. You don't have to be a certain size to have for women have, you know, your ideal partner like you, you don't, you don't have to be a certain size. You have to value who you are and like who you are and put that out into the world. And that's been, that's, what I think is the hardest part for a lot of women in general, regardless of their size. It's just like focusing and hyper-focusing. And that's been the biggest part of my, like having a platform is that I have women of all sizes mm-hmm. and I th- I did and I th- being completely honest I thought that a lot of the insecurities that I felt as a fat woman were were specific to being fat but they're not mm. every woman has an insecurity every oh woman my gosh, you know so true. every woman but that's the difference between self-love and body positivity is that every woman has is on a journey of self-love but not every woman feels the repercussions of their body size and that's that's where the body positivity movement comes in is that it's changed the language and the 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 language and the stigma around body sizes and and disabilities and in general so that's where that that kind of differs for me is i just happen to be a plus size woman so i fall into kind of both categories right that's so right Oh my gosh. Ted Talk. <laughs> Contact Alicia, please. Thank you for coming to my Ted Talk. This was her practice. <laughs> Intoxicated was her practice for her Ted Talk. I can totally see you doing a Ted Talk. I'm just saying, I'm just gonna put that out there. Mark that mark that down. I'm I gonna play I, that. I, I I'm can... gonna play that on my I'm gonna play that on my intro and be like, here's my Ted Talk. Sarah called that first. I called that shit. I don't know. You, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you know what you're talking about because you've been on this journey for so long. And like, and, and the idea, like just, yeah, putting, putting value on valuing yourself is something, yeah. is something that we have to do everybody. more. That's just universal. Everybody. Yeah. Because the other thing too is, is, um, with, with body positivity stuff, like something that like, I think as women, and if you have like a group of girlfriends, like we all know the picture time the picture the camera comes out and we have to take a group picture okay and it's this psychological minefield of all these girls just like we're sucking in and we're we're like I'm gonna posing find, I'm certain going to ways find you, i'm gonna find you a photo right now oh please do which was like the bane of my existence in this exact world of being like fat in a thin in a thin world for me it might take me a second but it's also it's it it, it's like what you said like every woman has an insecurity and like i find if um if you if you're friends with people who are larger than you um and you complain about your body uh a response that i used to get a lot was was like but look at you you're so much thinner than me (laughs) yeah well there's just a lot of there's a lot of devalue that's there's a lot of devalue there but there's also a lot of insensitivity the other way too like but i think that that's the difference between self-love 
and body positivity yeah is that me as a fat woman if i'm in an environment and a, a thin friend says to me oh i look so fat in this shirt i'm like okay give me the shirt and I'll show you what fat looks like in the shirt. And I know my friends will tell you that I've said those exact words <laughs> because I will actually show you what fat looks like in that shirt. But an insecurity and not feeling good should never be de- like it, it's not my job yeah. as a woman to devalue how you feel about your body. Yeah. But there's also the other side of things is that like you have to understand also the severity of what plus size women go through. So if you have exactly. a plus, if you have a plus size friend, like it is part of your life to understand the things that they do go through and the stigma that is against them and those yeah. types of things. But my job as a plus size woman is not to devalue the insecurities that you have about your body, right. unless you're going to use my body shape to devalue yourself. That's where uh. I draw the line. So if you're going to say, Oh, I look fat or, Oh, I'm so fat. It's like, well, no, like you're not going to use my body type to devalue yourself yeah. or to feel bad about it. Like you can feel bloated or you can not feel good in your body, but like, you're not going to say, Oh, I feel so fat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I kind of like draw the line on that stuff. But, um, and I've had that, like, I've had that conversation because there was like a TikTok that was posted about it and, and, uh, like people were coming at it. And that was one of the ones I had to turn the comments off because of assholes on the internet but that was just me saying like i've been fat my whole life like fat's been used against me you know to make me feel bad and to make me shitty like um the sound was i'm skinny but i'm fat i'm skinny but i'm fat like that was the the sound and i'm like you there are thousands of other words in the dictionary that you can use to describe how you feel when you're bloated or you're not feeling good in your body or you're not but when you're when you're comparing being skinny to being fat you're 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 dehumanizing yourself with my body shape that's right which which just dehumanizes every fat person on the planet a a great thing you can say this is what i say is i'm just not feeling myself tonight yeah totally and that's totally okay i I just say like i'm just not not liking what's going on and that could be in regards to every human being is allowed to not feel good in their body you're allowed to not feel good in your body we're literally wired to not feel good in our body based on the things that we see and that goes for every size because my friends my friends aren't the size of models on the tv screen and that was like a big moment for me it's like i'm definitely not the size of of models on the tv screen but like neither are my friends so like the majority of my friends like they don't look like that either so like if i'm feeling insecurity because of that so are they like that's and that's not any less valuable because i'm fatter (laughs) do you know what i mean like that's not any less valuable because i'm fat but and that's where the self-love part comes into my community and that's where that's more so where i feel like i preach the most because that's where i feel this the like most confident in body positivity obviously is something that i'm passionate about but i'm obviously thrown into that part of things because i'm fat so like it naturally just becomes part of my platform and i do agree that the stigma and the rights of of all bodies are important and we need to to change that but my passion for myself is all women of all bodies and i'll never devalue how a thin woman feels versus how a plus size woman feels unless the discrepancies are coming from like their rights and the things that do change for people with disabilities and plus size women and certain things so but yeah yeah. this might take me this might take me too long oh i want to see this group but it's it's literally It's, it's such a psychological like thing such a psychological thing and 
it, I might, do you know what's funny? I might've untagged myself in this photo. So that could even be funny. Like, oh no. So, okay. No, this one. Oh okay. wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So I, I can already, I'm already getting triggered by seeing it. I know. Okay. So this is, this is my little sister. Yeah. Okay. And I am like, mind you, uh, these are my sister's friends. So they're, they're two years younger than me. Some of them are three years younger than me, but my sister's friends are beautiful incredible human beings so I want to preface that with this and this has nothing to do with them or their bodies but this photo was taken and I knew before I even got into the photo how I was going to feel when the photo was taken so like that's my sister these are her girlfriends and that is me on the side and like you look at that photo and I know I'm I'm twice where my me and my sister are wearing the exact same fucking thing and I'm twice the size of her. Right. Like I'm just on the opposite side of the photo. And like now when I look at that, I feel good. I love my red hair. I like but I was not in that place when this like photo was taken. That right. that's not who I was. So it was like that scared part of like, how do I alter my body? Like how do I, I can really I can literally I put myself in? My, myself in that position of like, how do I alter my body so that I'm sideways so you can only see half of me so that I'm like angled yeah. so that you can't see too much of my like fat stomach and like I mean big huge black flowy shirt like that emphasizes how nice my tits are like (laughs) just like those but those are the things I used to think about but that's because I was basing my value off of your the the people who I'm going out with or or, yeah meanwhile this is like that's that was 2017 2016 and then meanwhile this the this is how things have like kind of changed for me and it's the same group group of girls all incredible but out for a birthday party and and out for okay so this is me out for my sister's bachelorette and like I'm in a mini skirt and it's a belly top but it doesn't look like a belly top there but like completely different person in terms of how I held myself like that's not something I would typically have worn back in the day going out for my sister's bachelorette but I just I was I felt so differently about myself at this point that like my clothes were starting to reflect that and I wasn't hiding behind you weren't hiding yourself people because you were learning to love you were learning to love yourself so like it was just very very dynamic like I'm the 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 biggest person in this photo too except for I remember taking this photo and the feelings that I felt here versus the feelings that I felt in the other one were were completely different i feel and like this should be a tiktok challenge <laughs> like, yeah let's find a group like find a group picture where you were totally insecure and then find a, a group picture where you were but, loving like, I yourself just, and i mean yeah like, all, that's see all of the similar girls like that's my sister but that's completely different and like i wore a bikini and i was part of those things and like it's just my dynamic on how i view it has just changed because those are I want those memories. Like I want, that's right. I want to remember going out with my friends and having a yeah. good time. Okay. That's, that's, and that's the outfit I wore out with the, the, oh my the, gosh, so the same, the same girls two years later. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's just like, wow. that, that's, but that's what happens when you change. My body hadn't changed, but my brain did. Like my brain had yeah. changed about how I felt about my body and clothes and how I felt about being around thin women and right. my value around that. Because I think that that's sometimes hard with for four plus size women um, is that vulnerability that comes along with being with thin women and around That's, thin women like in a group picture yeah and, and group- not even just just in general just in like general. I know that when 
how I felt going out with my thin friends downtown or how I felt, you know, like I know nobody's looking at me in my mind. Like nobody's looking at me. But now it's different. Now I'm like, I'm going to wear the fucking cutest outfit. I am going to demand your attention. Like I'm going, you're going to want to look at me because I'm going to be having so much fun and I'm going to be living my best life that you're going to have no choice but to want to be a part of it. <laughs> but like and it's That's very and it's very but it takes but it takes a long time like you're it, choosing ha- like really what you're doing is you're choosing happiness uh-huh. that was like something like huge that like i've kind of come to terms with as well um with mental health and stuff which is like um 33 it's time to be happy yeah, like literally it's, not give a fuck it's time to to do part, the thing part huh? of the growth like that is a huge step for a lot of people in general is just learning to let go of caring about other people yeah like and how they think and how they view you like because we like in general like aside from size if we're talking self-love humans in general hold back how they want to act and how they want to feel because they're afraid of not being accepted by others in general that's how we're you're just taught that you're made to feel that way Mm -hmm. so then you get to a point in your life where you've been holding back who you truly are or not doing things because you're afraid of how people might see you and like for me like choosing not to go to university was was big because I had to get over how my parents were going to have to view that so that was a big step for me but a lot of people continue on with school and because they think that that's expected positions. of them yeah because they don't, they do truly fear what happens so like being able to let go of the expectations of others and yeah. live your life the way you want to live it is a big part has been a big part of my journey too like it's it, you know if people are going to think what they think they're going to and that that is no harm to them either like unless they're a really shitty human being but like we also have to remember that this society that has built itself for me to feel bad about being plus size is also built the society that makes people not like plus size women and yeah. men in general, right? It's yeah. the same society. Yeah. The difference is I just happen to be the plus size person and other people just happen to be the thin person. Right. So the same society that's built this idea that plus size people don't, hold the same value as thin people is the same society that these thin people have grown up living in and learning in. Yeah. It's not, it's not their faults a lot of the time, but that's where the body positivity movement comes in because it's about educating and it's about changing that dialogue and it's about having conversations and changing the views on plus size bodies and disabled bodies and just bodies in general. So that, that, that imbalance that society has created starts to even itself starts to even up, out. Yeah. Right? So it's like, yeah. And that is, was a huge growth part for me to be like, I can't really hold this against a lot of people. Like I can't really hold it against. I mean, I can hold you accountable, but I can't hold it against you. Right. You feel that way because I've been feeling that way about myself for yeah, the last yeah. 27 years. Right. So why would I expect that you would feel any differently? That's exactly. So if I can't accept myself and value who I am because I'm plus size, why would I ever expect you to do that? So then now that I do, now I do expect you to do it. Like yeah. now that I have figured out that it is possible to respect myself and who I am as a plus size person. Now it's like, if I can do the work 
which is a lot fucking harder for me because I actually am the plus size person. That's right. Than you as a straight sized person living in a world that you can go into a mall and get everything that you need and you're accepted and people don't hold your body against you it should be easier for you to accept me right so it's like if i can do the work then so can you so can you do the work you because it's going to be a lot less harder for you it's like what i was going to like compliment you on which is like it's it's emotional for me because you are you are an inspiration in the sense of like like you did it like you 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 (laughs) fucking you 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 like exactly what you said you had all these obstacles that we don't like i don't have personally like Yep. I can go into stores and buy clothes still. Yep. Um, and you are loving yourself. You are being healthy. You are treat like, and so you are an example of you can fucking do it and anyone can do it. And it's anyone can it's do it. It's just work. Like it's just work and it's work that doesn't end. Like I still have bad days. Like I still what have bad days look like. Um, honestly, I've, I really started to change because I get the question, how do you deal with your bad body days? And I changed that wording to just bad days because like my yeah. body is not bad. Your emotional state is bad. Right. And that how probably I, has a lot of it, things And like going people on. don't realize that like I didn't eat properly the day before or I didn't sleep properly that night or I got in an argument with my husband and I'm still annoyed or, yeah. but it's easier for me to take that out on my body because yeah. i spent 27 years doing that mm-hmm. it's, it's like tw- a weird comfort level oh, yeah and it's yeah. way more acceptable because it's way easier for me to lash out on my body because i have no repercussions from that because it's me so when you lash out on the people you love or you lash out on you know and we, it's like that saying that typically people lash out at the people they love the most because it's the easiest and it's the most comfortable and you feel like you can get away with it you know it's because they're gonna they gotta love you like you gotta i so me lashing out on my body is like you gotta deal with me because tomorrow i'm gonna wake up in this body so if i lash out on it today then you know that is what it is so for me it's been a lot of like recognizing why i'm feeling that way to Mm. remove the association with my body Mm -hmm. like if am i really upset about how i look in these jeans or am i just tired like am yeah. i am i really upset about the way this crop top fits me am i really like viewing myself as as terribly as i am or am i just do i do i just need to fucking eat food and oh my god and it's just yeah. it's just how i've always taken things out is on my body so i when i'm having bad brain days is what i like to call them yeah i like to figure out why and try to figure that out because sometimes it's not my body. It's just uh, I look at it in the mirror and I'm like, well, fuck you then because I'm in a bad mood. So I'm going to I'm going to take that out on you. And then I just find ways to kind of essentially distract myself from it. How you would handle any bad day. You have a bad day at work. You come home and you do a face mask or you take a bath or you do something for yourself. So self-care has obviously, mm. and I have talked about this, been something that's been important for me because it's not something I dove into or did ever. Getting my nails done, um, booking a fucking hotel room on a random Friday night with my husband to just do ah, nothing. Love it, yeah. It's just um, something that's makes me feel good or like going and getting my makeup done or a face mask with my husband or a face mask by myself or a bath within a a bath bomb in the bath that I probably only sit in for 15 minutes but it's still makes me feel good yeah so it's like 
those I I try to t- change that terminology from bad body days to just bad days. Bad because days. Bad yep. days that I take on on my body. And yeah. that's those are those oh. are two those are two very different things. Um and I just let them be days cuz everybody's allowed days. Yeah. You're allowed you're allowed to feel shitty. Like we look at the world that we're living in right now and the things that we've had to adapt and change and the family we haven't been able to see and the things we're not able to do and how our world has changed and what's going on in our world. You're allowed to feel shitty some days. Like you're allowed to get up and be like, yeah, today's not my day. Yes. Today is just not a good, but how you handle that is how is what is most important and who you take it out on and you know how you fix it so that days don't become weeks don't become months don't become your life and like that's where where I think things can be pretty hard but I rarely have bad body days anymore it's just I'll have a bad day that I'm like Today I'm going to wear a long shirt because seeing my belly is just going to make me angry. And that's not my belly's fault. That's just where my head's that's at That's just today. where your head's at. That's, that's just where your mental space is. Right. Yeah. And that's just where I'm at. And just accepting that as not my body's fault. Like, yeah. same thing with my husband. Like, I, when I say things like I'm going to wear a long shirt because it's going to hide my belly and that's going to make me mad is the same thing as me saying I'm not going to see my husband today. Because if I see him, it's going to make me mad and I'm going to lash out on him. And it's the same thing. The difference is it's my body and not a tangible human being, a tangible human being. And everybody has those days. There are days I know people are like, yeah, I don't need to see this, my spouse today. (laughs) I don't want to see him because he's going to piss me off. Or I don't want to see her because I'm just going to lash out at her because I'm angry. And it's just respecting those boundaries to be like, I realize that I'm taking it out on you. And a lot of people, like, if you do take it out on somebody, you sit down and you apologize. Like, if I do take things out on my husband, I sit down and I apologize. So if I do spend a day taking it out on my body, I apologize to my body because it's not my body's fault. And you need that release and you need that acceptance back because my body tomorrow is going to, like, just like my husband, is going to wake up tomorrow and it's still going to have to carry me around. Mm. Scott's going to wake up tomorrow and he's still going to have to be my husband. <laughs> so it's like right, 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 you right. have to apologize and mend that relationship so that you can continue on living and, be- and being. So it's um, they're hard and I still have them. I have them all of the time. Like tonight, tonight mm. one of the things that I did, is I looked at your podcast videos to see how high I was going to be sitting yeah. up in the chair to see how much of my belly would be showing right. based off of if I wore a crop top or if I didn't and how my belly was going to look on camera. Right. And like, I know for me, that's just because I've had a really long week and I felt super stressed out. And for me, if I saw that and the podcast came out after spending so much time and feeling so good about it, it came out and I was having a bad day. I would dwell on that and that would ruin everything for me. Like that would make me feel bad. But that's, I'm not thinking... On any other day, if I was having a really good day, I wouldn't have even thought of that. I just would have wore whatever I wanted. You also have the foresight to know what you're going to dwell on and what's going to make you feel shitty later. And it's it's, that's it has nothing to do with my body because we're on camera. My belly, my belly's still here. Yeah, but it was your mental state, right? It was where I was at when I was thinking about it and I was going through things. So like those are it just, but it's not my body because my body is my body is fine. My body is doing great. Mm. We're rocking this thing called life right now but Mm -hmm. it's the easiest thing for me to take out my frustrations on because it's 
been here and will be here for the rest of my life and has no choice. <laughs> we need to treat ourselves kind of like computer updates every now and then. You know, like when you're like my computer tonight acting up. Like, <laughs> like, like we have to check in with those things. Like what you said, like, did I eat? Did I sleep? Did I... Um, did I take space away from social media for a bit? Like, do I have like enough we capacity have to, do I, yeah, to what, deal with what's going on right now? Like, our batteries are constantly like getting drained. Yeah. And I feel like such a huge thing with, with, you know, learning to love yourself and value yourself is checking in with yourself. Yeah. And it's something that a lot of people don't do. And we forget about, like, I don't know about you, but like, I've had days that I've been so busy and stressed out that like, I literally forget to eat. And it's not because I'm not hungry. It's literally just because... I put other things on that priority list from our basic fucking needs, which is eating, drinking, sleeping. Me too. I do. And that's drinking water, which is so funny because a lot of people look at a lot of people look at fat people and think you are fat because you overeat. But for me, Mm. for the last like two years when I was like when I was working for the company that I was working for, I wasn't overeating. I was undereating. I was going like. 11 hours sometimes without actually consuming food because I was so preoccupied with the other things that I was doing not taking lunch breaks but a lot of people don't realize that if you starve your body long enough it'll bloat no you, it'll... you just you your body can contains your fat because it thinks you're st- you're dying right your bo- our bodies are built to survive so when you starve yourself or you're not eating enough food it conserves the fat that you do have because that's what you need to live off of so if you go long enough starving yourself that's why starving yourself doesn't work for losing weight for anybody Mm -hmm. anybody in general that'll Mm -hmm. never that'll never work Mm -hmm. you you will perish before you lose weight right to be very clear yeah yeah. you will you will not die skinny you will die because you haven't given your body the nutrients because and it's tried to keep itself sustained so like there are like which is a funny misconception because when people when the person said that to me about the pizza Ugh. I really wanted to write down my calories for the day so that people could understand, but I don't like to dwell in that world because I don't like to ha- set triggers for anybody who does count or don't. And I don't okay. count, don't count my calories. But the irony in that is that the person was telling me that I was unhealthy because I was eating pa- pizza. But that day, what I was actually unhealthy for is not eating. So I had gotten up that morning and I had two eggs and two hash browns and three pieces of of turkey bacon and i didn't eat another single thing until that pizza came right so at this point at this point i've consumed 575 calories yeah all day yeah on in a body that needs far more than that to exist yeah and then i was eating three slices of pizza which were maybe a thousand more calories so i've only eaten 1500 calories today but they saw the pizza and they assumed right, and they assumed that that was unhealthy when realistically what was actually unhealthy in my day was the fact that I didn't eat enough. You didn't eat enough. I didn't eat close near enough for my body size and what it takes for me to actually just live. So that's where health is not about size. It's mm-hmm. about your habits. And mm-hmm. not eating is actually one of my unhealthy habits that sits you know, I have lots of really great healthy habits and not eating for me is actually one of my unhealthy habits. But right now, my, or sorry, I'm the opposite way. Yeah. But right now, my healthy habits far outweigh my unhealthy habits. But everybody has unhealthy habits. That's what we seem to forget. Like everybody has an unhealthy habit. There's not, there are very few people that don't have unhealthy yeah. habits in the majority so of the world. You could, 
be the healthiest like in terms of like your eating and your exercise, but still be a smoker. Like that's an unhealthy habit. Yeah. You can still eat good amounts of food, but not consume enough water. That's an unhealthy habit. So like there's plenty. No like, one's fucking perfect. Right. Nobody is. But when you look at health as this scale and you start putting things in the healthy category, once those healthy habits start to far outweigh your unhealthy habits, I consider myself healthy because that's, that's right. where I'm sitting right now. So I'm moving in that I'm moving in the direction of continuing to be healthy. And the issue is for a lot of people is that when they see that scale, they add on these health these things, they consider healthy habits like flash dieting and um excessive amounts of cardio that you're not going to continue for your for your life and if we're talking on a scale and you keep adding those in so we'll go for me specifically because that'll make that'll make more sense and I won't offend anybody um for me when I was talking about my health when I was fat losing weight I added in two hours of cardio a day I thought that that was a healthy habit because that's perceived as a healthy habit. I was eating healthy foods, but the same thing every single day. So that, but that's perceived in my mind at that time as a healthy habit. I was working out seven days a week. I was considering that a healthy habit for me. I never ate any fats. I was considering that a healthy habit for myself. And then on top of the drugs that I was taking, I considered the, I, that, I was losing weight was far healthier than the drugs mm-hmm. that I was taking. Mm-hmm. So I had added in all of these things. I lost all of this weight. And then after the competition, I stopped doing the cardio that I was doing. I stopped doing the drugs that I was taking to lose weight. Um, I stopped. We're talking like medical drugs. Right. right I want right. to be yeah. clear about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I stopped exercising seven times a week. And then I started gaining back all of my weight yeah. because all of these habits that I had perceived as healthy actually weren't. weren't. And they also weren't maintainable. Whereas if you view the things that I'm doing right now for myself, I'm exercising three times a week because I feel like it. I'm not doing any cardio because I don't like it, but I'm getting continuing to get my heart rate up. I walk every single day. I eat what I want when I want, but I don't binge eat anymore. All of these things that I've now added into my healthy column are maintainable things that I'm going to be able to continue to do for the rest of my life. So my scale continues to stay balanced because nothing I've added to it to continue to be healthy is anything that I need to remove or short term. Or so my scale will continue to stay this way because the things that I'm doing are going to be able to continue. And a lot of people outweigh their scale with quick things that they think are healthy yeah but, but actually yeah. are flash diets like the extreme diets is that when you said flash dieting yeah, like like, like a, I don't want to offend anybody but I'm going to be very clear I don't agree with dieting in general yeah so yeah. my opinion on how I feel about diets comes from the fact that I don't like them yeah. and my personal experience with them yeah um and there are people who can get on a diet lose weight and then maintain that by adding in different things mm-hmm. but juice cleansing Mm-hmm. For a, a period of time, strictly to lose weight is not something that's going to maintain, be maintainable. And if you are somebody who is who is not physically active and not doing any other habits habits for yourself, and this is your scale, we'll say your unhealthy habits are here, and you juice cleanse for a week, and you lose fifteen pounds, that juice cleanse comes out 
and you go back to where you were before because you haven't added anything else back into that healthy category for yourself. So there are people who will flash diet and do things like keto and lose 25 pounds, but that, but they also have started exercising and they've also started doing things that are maintainable and can continue in their diet. And there are people who can do that, but the majority of human beings can't. It's just not a maintainable thing. That's right. So that's why I don't agree with diets because a diet, an actual diet is just what you eat on a regular basis. I have a diet. Yeah, exactly. It's what I eat every yeah. day. That's what a diet is. Yeah. A diet isn't things, a diet isn't something that you consume to lose weight. And diets, do I think diets are something that is important for health reasons for certain people? Absolutely. Diabetics have to have a different type of diet. People who need to lose weight because their hearts are truly working excessively and if they mm-hmm. don't lose weight it's going to cause them harm medical can medical reasons i do yes diets in that case are important so that they can change the way that they're eating in, in order to fix those things and make their lifestyle healthier but dieting to lose 25 pounds isn't yeah. going to be long term for a lot of people because after that diet doesn't exist because most diets most fad diets aren't maintainable nothing that you have on your scale now is 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 healthy so you haven't yeah. added anything that's going to maintain you or keep you for long term so yeah. like it's just and th- th- i i hate diets i I, do I, too. I hate diets mainly because i come from a background of binging so like yeah if i restrict myself from things then i binge and then when i binge then I then my whole world spirals because well if I binge then what does it even matter like that and that's like that is the mindset and used to be my mindset that is no longer my mindset because I've stopped restricting myself from food so I've been exercising three times two weeks well today this week I've I've moved my body six out of seven days I was gonna say yeah I didn't I didn't chew I that I didn't that was not I just was doing things because I enjoyed doing it but there was no pressure on me going to the gym actually one of the the, we'll say I moved my body five out of seven days because one of the times I went to the gym with good intentions but when I got there I was like yeah I'm not doing this so I recorded myself doing something else so and I those are that's perfectly fucking fine but I'm moving my body regularly so yeah so I'm I'm just doing it and I'm enjoying it and I'm not dieting and I'm eating things that I want to eat but I'm, I know that I'm losing inches. I know that I'm losing weight, not because I'm, not because I'm actually weighing myself, but because I know people are seeing differences. I hear when you have a platform, you, you hear it on a regular basis, but because my clothes are fitting differently and yeah. like there are things that are changing, but those, cha- those things are changing as a natural repercussion for me to ha- having healthier habits than I do unhealthy habits they're not happening because i'm adding in healthy uh, what i think is healthy habits to lose weight i'm just living my life with my scale outweighing in the healthy part, side of things and a and a byproduct of that is that i'm losing inches exactly so it's just that's such good advice though like fit like not researching yourself and finding healthy habits that you enjoy like i think so much of my issue with eating is is like I just need to learn to like vegetables. Like I just need to find recipes that I enjoy vegetables in. Yeah, or and just then I can maintain foods that, that you enjoy and, and yeah. eating in general. Like and here's the thing: I enjoy eating, so part of my motivation 
sometimes when I go to the gym is so that I don't feel that guilt. Yeah. And that's not, that's not always a great way to view it. But for yeah. me, it works. And it works for me and my body in general. And if I'm exercising and I'm moving my body, then the food that I'm eating really doesn't necessarily matter because I'm taking care of my body and it's working properly to burn calories and to, you know, to, to keep itself healthy. Yeah. So, but food, like same thing. Like I don't, I don't like broccoli like i'm not gonna fucking eat it so yeah. like i'm gonna find a vegetable i do like but like i'm not gonna eat broccoli some yeah. nights god will sit down and bless his heart but he only eats rice and beef or rice and <laughs> chicken or rice and and some nights he'll be like i want to have this and i'm like no i'm not having that mm-hmm. i'm gonna have a burger tonight or i'm gonna have my own thing tonight but because i know that if i restrict myself then that changes how I feel and that changes my relationship with food and that's why I'm passionate about there are no bad foods because when you view things as good as good and bad then people start to feel shame around them so if you feel shame around food then you start hiding it and and this is coming from my own personal experience you start hiding the things that you're eating you start yes same thing with your body if your body's viewed as bad you find ways to hide it you find ways to not you know not rebuild your relationship with it so i don't view foods as bad because that's they're not like everybody's eating them so like everybody is going out for well the most people most of the people are go out and indulge in a burger but it's not bad because i'm fat right it's not bad because i'm fat it's bad if i'm choosing burgers every single day and i'm not moving my body and i'm in a terrible mental state and i'm not doing healthy things for myself but me going out and enjoying my seven burgers during burger week with my husband is fucking fun that's what that is yep it's not bad i had a great time this year oh i didn't i didn't have one burger stop oh i have one i think i had one literally one i can't remember where it was i'm a huge Anybody who's listening from Burger Week next year, I would like to have them all. Oh my gosh! Get me on the the. You could be the burger ambassador. Yes, I want ambassador the fuck out of those burgers. (laughs) I I had a my dead friend had a burger named after him, and uh, and I went to the restaurant specifically to have that burger, and they happened to not have it that night, and it was the only burger I wanted to have. Of course, we went to we went to the Loose Cannon, which is also connected to Bitter Bitter End Kitchen. So we got both of their burgers, and that was the first night for Burger Week. So he got Scott got one and I got the other, and those were our t- like two best burgers. Mine was topped with fucking pulled pork. Oh. It was so incredible, and his was like a, a chicken burger. But like, so good. I, those are like food is also experiences. Like, and yes. people forget that. So when you mm. you when you're you're depriving yourself of that stuff, you're also depriving yourself of certain experiences too which like make you miss out on things right so I had to change my relationship with food and exercise and and those types of things so that I wasn't missing and my relationship with my body so that I wasn't missing out on experiences and it's like it's that's important like those things are important because like I said you I could literally go out tomorrow and not come home and uh, why why would I want to regret it like why would I want to regret it because I was fat because right. I'm, I'm still gonna be fat in my coffin so like it's not like that's Gosh. and then i'm gonna be buried in the ground and i'm gonna rot with this body so it's like it's not it's 
nothing's going to change. I'm just going to go exactly where everybody else goes. So literally choosing to be like, you're choosing yourself. If I choose to be yeah. happy and I choose to put that out into the world, then people will hopefully start to live their lives sooner. Or if it's later for some women, which it happens to be like, they see yeah. me existing in their, you know, in their forties or in their fifties then they're at least now they're living their lot like that's and that's right. what's important to me like if you see me in a crop top and that makes you want to buy one and then you feel good in it like then cool like i can't recommend enough just following more women who aren't your size just in and, and everybody type. appreciate and just expand your horizons a bit with what you think is beautiful well and i think that's why the body positivity movement is so important because if it continues to grow and and the kids that are growing up now are starting to die. when magazines put fat women on the cover when magazines put disabled bodies on the cover and when those things start to become more normal then our acceptance of those things become easier mm. and it becomes less cliche or were bad like it becomes less bad and that's and that's why the body positivity movement is so important is because there is so many things that that these that bodies which are normal are held back from just because they're different than what society has led to believe as as the 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 normal and i again like i like i said i don't begrudge the people who only view and everybody has some unlearning to do always everybody has some unlearning of habits and things that they've learned but it's our job to like put in that work and having body positivity platforms and self-love platforms helps people like you said surrounding yourself with those people helps you unlearn Mm -hmm. those biases that you have and those views that you have and the negative ways that you impact our systems that contribute to holding people back, back because of the skin the color of their skin or holding people back because of the size of their body they exist and when you are 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 showcased different types of bodies it becomes more acceptable for you to accept them and yeah. that that and that was also one of my things that i put in like ways that i gained my confidence was deleting anybody who made me feel bad about myself and only following people who made me feel good about who I was so key and it's super impactful so if yeah. me following a whole bunch of women who preach self-love and create these communities that are accepting for me and showcases bodies of all different sizes and colors and and if me surrounding that myself with those people make me feel more accepting of myself there's there's absolutely no way that a regular straight size humans surrounding themselves with plus size uh bodies and um disabled bodies isn't going to become more acceptable because when you see what plus size bodies can do and when you see what disabled bodies can do and you understand that it's 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 no different it's just you know it's adaptable and and like when you see that then you really start to become more accepting of those things because you see it you've seen people do it and just the world doesn't see fat people yeah the world doesn't see um fat people on the front of magazines or in bathing suits so when you do it's it's inherently a natural reaction to be like oh yeah because it's so because it's different and it's not and it's not and like that's not necessary but that's your job to unlearn that's not my job 
Tundler. That's your job, Tundler. And, And that's the, you know, that's the important part of body positivity work and body positivity. I have touched the surface on it. Oh my gosh. This could be a serious. And like, and I'm a, and I'm still learning about it. I'm just a, I'm a fat white woman, but body positivity goes far deeper into disabled bodies. And like the whole movement was started by black women. And it it is a, in itself is far more diverse than just me being a, a, a fat white woman. So like it is, there's more that I am still learning about, but I've made sure that my platform houses and I am following those bodies and so that I can continue to learn and adapt and grow and unlearn biases and, and change that for myself and my community in general. And I make sure that I'm sharing their content and I make sure I'm liking and commenting on commenting on their content because the only way those voices are going to be amplified is by people with platforms sharing them and changing Trent. it. It's the same idea as like we... we if you put it into a marketing strategy with a magazine, a magazine only puts on the cover what they know people will buy or see. So it makes sense to a business strategy to put a thin woman on the front of a magazine because we assume that that's what society wants to see because that's what the majority of people buy. But if all of a sudden fat women start becoming on the front of the magazines, people need to go out and fucking buy them. Because then it's what people want to see. And then, again, that's that's why content, like sharing and saving and commenting, those are, those, that just keeps heightening the content so it's in your face. And like, once we get to the point where there's no discrepancy or discrimination against the magazines that we buy, and like, that's just the easiest way to explain it, that then will that power of bodies be like evenly distributed and and change but it's true like sales for thin women mm-hmm. and and plus size bodies or thin women on magazines is just higher like oh, it's yeah. it's higher and I, I, how do you you begrudge the magazine that because their job is to make money right so if that's what sells they're just doing their job yeah. right but yeah. but it it's important that that starts to change because when you have no as soon as as soon as there's fat women on every magazine you gotta buy it because there's no other you know other magazine right and that's that's where that starts that's where it starts to change once the diversity starts to change and you have no other choice well exactly and and i think that's important too what you said about like liking photos and engaging with content like because like even like i'm not in that i can still buy clothes like i'm a size large like but if I go in and I'm liking pictures of plus size models and if I'm engaging with that, like it only is going to help them. Right. So I think that's important to, to note that like we can all help this movement yeah. move forward. Well, and I had done a, I've done a, um, a thing on my post talking about the, this size of clothing or, oh, um, Licenza, Licenza. posted, um, a post outside of their shop that says we got you covered. Yeah. And then listed the sizing that they had. But they, in fact, did not have me covered because I don't fit into their sizing. So I did a poll and I said, do you fit into this sizing? Yeah. And it was like, uh, I think I have the stats somewhere. It was like pretty even like yeah, the majority of people, it was like 56% did fit into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, but then I took it a step further and I said, do all of your 
do your family and friends yeah, fit into the sizing? And then it started to drastically do all of your family and friends fit into the sizing. And then it started drastically changing because that's important because yeah. you, the brands that you support and the things that you do, that changes it. Like yeah. if you, if you're supporting this brand and you're going there with your best friend who can't fit into their clothing. Like we have to be aware of that. Like you have to know that that's not, you know, going to be a comfortable situation for the people in your life. So, and just recognizing that you don't have to struggle with that stuff and, but you have family and friends who you love I think that's how I worded it. Yeah. Does everybody you love fit into the sizing? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I voted yes. Yeah. I voted yes. Then I voted. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then that's like, okay, we'll like put that into perspective because (sighs) it doesn't have everybody. It doesn't got you. So it it might have you and that might be okay with you, but does it have everybody in your life? Does every person you love going to walk by that sign and feel included? And that's like, that's not the case for those things. So, and it just takes those type of moments to be like, do you have plus sizing? Yeah. Why? Why not? Why not? Why have you chosen not to have that? Or why do you not? Right. And and it's not like, you know, it's I don't begrudge every brand that that doesn't have plus sizing because I'm also aware that it is not an, always an affordable thing for brand new businesses that start out and are are moving because obviously straight size clothing in terms of being available is far more available than plus size clothing but i i want to shout out la femme fatale in bedford because this Mm. this is from there and this is from there um and it's la femme fatale plus so she started exclusively with just plus size clothing but a few months ago she has now adapted her brand. She's continuing with La Femme Fatale Plus, but she's now adapted her brand to include all sizing. Right. So, so it's she started like, with plus. She started with plus and then has now adapted her clothing brand to include all si- all sizing because that is that is what inv- don't do I think that plus size women deserve a store that they can walk into and just buy clothes for them? Yeah, I do. And when I went in there and it was just plus size clothing, that was cool because I knew, but I don't like the idea of not I for me if I go there with my sister like I don't think that that's a fun experience for her to go to a plus size store with me and not have anything to buy exactly right so like that's shitty yeah so it's like the fact that plus size women can think about that for thin women it's like yeah why, why aren't you know all thin women thinking about that for their plus size friends and and that's just something to be aware of i'm not like no i don't want to like shove it down people's throats but it's like are you challenging brands do you send an email to say hey like my best friend can't fit into your clothing yeah is it something that you're working on because if enough people ask for it like eventually brands are gonna start to to include it are they late fuck yeah a lot of brands a (laughs) lot of brands are like like i i did a brand deal with lululemon and i got a lot of shit for this but i did a brand with lululemon a brand deal with lululemon and they just started offering plus sizes above 14 in september and but that being said i've worn a 12 in lululemon at at my heaviest so because i like my workout gear to be super tight so right. like i've oh i've always i've always worn lululemon but they've never had clothing size or models on their site that ever made me feel welcome or included right but then they started offering plus sizing and i my job as an advocate for body positivity and inclusion isn't 
to hate away the brands. Like mm-hmm. that is not my job is to support them so that they can make the decision to be inclusive. And I think that, I mean, we're talking cancel culture here, but if you ask for it and a brand does it, then we got to, we got to help support it and figure yeah. it out. Like, and I received a lot of hate for like, Oh, but they were so uninclusive and their CEO back in 2012 said that their clothing brand was not made for fat people. And right. that no longer their CEO anymore. Yeah. They were let they were let go. They're making changes. They yeah. were let go and now they're moving in the direction and I like I realize that a lot of people are hurt by that. They're like, oh, you're a lot of people are like, you're not going to make money off of plus size bodies now that you just decide to, you know, capitalize on this. But we're asking for it. I'm asking for it. I'm asking for brands to include plus sizing. When a brand finally makes the decision to include plus sizing, my job isn't to belittle them because they've been being belittled. A lot of them have been. And it is to hope that they're going to continue to be inclusive and they're going to change change things like working with Lulu for me has been great because I I've challenged them along the way when I got the brand when I got like part of like my process for what I was going to post I said do you think that they could break that down and what's plus size and what's not do you think you know how can I like I don't I don't want to be like sending people to this disc like to their um you know specials knowing that only part of my community is going to actually be able to indulge in it because you only have one plus size item that's discounted. So it's like you, you, they, and that's new to them. They need to think about that stuff and, and, and change it. But we also have to be aware, like people were upset that they only offered it in black clothing, like a lot of their clothing only in black and only in their most popular style. So like you can't walk into Lulu and get every single style and plus size. We like, we also have to understand that we've, they've never catered to our community in the first place. They don't even know if we're going to like their clothing yet. We don't, they don't know that. So they're not going to mass produce every single color and every single clothing line or in every single piece of item in plus size, because we're obviously proving to them that we don't trust them because we don't, I don't, I don't trust every brand that comes out with a plus size. I don't trust that they've actually researched my body type and like, or just haven't made a regular shirt bigger. Like there's, it's a, there's a, it's a different type of thing, but I've, I've been wearing Lulu and I've, I've been in that brand for so long. So when they finally did, and they've been great, like they have been great and they have wonderful customer service. And the minute I walked into the store, I bought my mom a pair of pants for Christmas and I walked in to pick them up and the girl was like, oh, what did you like? What did you buy? And I was like, I actually bought my mom a pair of um, pants for Christmas. I said she'd never worn Lulu. And like she, the lady kind of paused and I was like, she's plus size. And she was like, yeah, we're late to the party on that. Mm. But like we're excited to like get excited to, plus to, size and, yeah. and, and like was apologizing to me. And like that is how you make amends. That's like sad. let's not like let's not hide the fact that it's. 2020 and you're just coming out with plus sizing let's be apologetic about it and and put it out there because they didn't have to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lululemon is making they're not yeah lululemon is making enough money that they don't need to put out plus size clothing to but people have been asking for it and they've done it and they're taking a lot of shit because it's late but they're doing it and there are plenty of brands that you can walk into in the mall that don't have plus sizing and still don't have plus sizing. I don't have a plan for it and aren't planning on on their radar at all i'm not i'm not gonna hold i'm not gonna hold a grudge against a brand who wants to finally include me i'm going to hold my grudge against the brands brands that haven't taken that step yet and aren't you know aren't planning on it because 
they don't care. Oh my god! Right? And there's a difference. There's a difference between a small business that doesn't have enough money to include me, than a, a than big a, corporation. Right, that a has big corporation the, that just has, has yeah. no intent in doing it. And they could do it, and they're choosing not to. Right. So very like it's a very different dynamic, but Fuck. it's yeah. That's uh, that's wild. It's, it's crazy. Alicia. We're hitting three hours almost. I know. Good for us. Welcome to the Rogan Length podcast. <laughs> I usually end on two questions. Okay. And I feel like this whole episode has been about the first, but you, you can summarize it a bit. Okay. Um, so two questions because we're all about self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Something that, some things that you love about yourself. Okay. Which we've been over a lot. Yeah. Because you're awesome. And something that you don't necessarily love about yourself but that you're working on okay um i don't i (sighs) you posted some stories today that had that template yeah that was interesting i really love for me specifically i i one of the things that i really love about myself is my humor yes Um, and just creating an environment that is funny and safe and welcoming for people after they've had a tough day so like i think that that's something that i'm i am that i love about myself is just is making people laugh i love that i can do that by just being who i am i'm gonna stop you there because i heard somewhere i don't know if it was through caitlin or if it was through something you posted that you want to try stand up (laughs) so (laughs) i actually have a gift for you oh god what is it it is a joke book. Oh, so oh my god! This is uh, you're, you probably have lots of journals, but this is specifically for comedy. Okay, to write stand-up jokes. Me and my husband write jokes in our heads all of the time of like how I would open a comedy show or what I would say or what I would do. You so put it in here. Okay, this is so nice. So oh that god. you can start that that goal in motion. Yeah, because I think you would be great at it. And something that helped me in starting was someone gave me a joke book. So that's what I'm doing Thank for you. Thank you. This is the best. <laughs> this is, it's so funny because I just haven't taken that step. And I think like, I think I'm just like so hard on myself when it comes to like, am I going to be funny? Like I know people think I'm funny, but like when it's, it's not the same. My unique content is not the same as getting on a stage and actually delivering jokes. But you know what? Start isolating it. Take those funny things. Write them as jokes in there. Keep it separate. I like to tell stories. So that's kind of like Dane... I'm going to say Dane Cookish. Like, that's how Mm -hmm. I see me, like, getting on stage and just telling funny stories about my life experiences or things and like you know you would have so much making them over dramatic and you know uh, relatable content but yeah that's definitely something that i do do want to do so i appreciate you gotta get out there and do it and 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 this is specifically for jokes it's also terrifying because people know who i am now so i feel like i feel like going to your first open mic and having nobody know you knows you makes it so much easier to just like bomb or not do well but now i'm so terrified because like what if i do (laughs) what if if i do bomb and there's like an audience full of people who just expect me to be so funny so i don't i'm just if i ever do and for anybody listening if i ever do do an open mic i will not be fucking telling anybody you know what you should do is you should just yeah like if if you ever just well i mean like like friends and family and maybe like here's what i'll say take some time and like work on some jokes when you feel like you're at a point where you could take some stuff to a stage, like, let me know and I'll figure out like a good mic for you to do. 
like that would like with like wouldn't be people. overwhelming well actually the show up go ups are good for that so there's these mics that are like you just show up and you go up and so there's no posters there's no lineups that are pumped out yeah. and like the first set that i did was at a coffee shop for like 10 people yeah like 10 strangers and it's like low pressure it's not a big deal and then there's other shows you can do that you can actually get booked on where it will have your name but there's there's all these places in Halifax that yeah, you like could do it and, yeah. and and then that way just if people know people, you yeah. like they like it's that mania yeah. it'll just be like holy shit well like don't get there. me wrong like I actually do there's like a happy medium I would like people there because if I'm funny I'd like to hear people laugh at it you if there's audience. not any people there then there's no <laughs> exactly it's not the same so obviously delivery learning delivery is important regardless that there are people there but still like actually like yeah having people laugh at your jokes is like the whole part of comedy and that's the thing so like so yeah i want you to you should i'm gonna i'm if i can be your comedy accountability person totally i will check in on you because like i got like like this is episode 196 like i have episode 200 coming up and for your anniversary and i'm probably going to be doing a live event for that show oh, cool. so i'm just saying if you want to be involved with the live <laughs> show you could do some stuff and that and it could be low pressure maybe not stand up maybe it's just you come up and you help like yeah, yeah. like uh, something fun you could do just be involved i just think like yeah you gotta do it and you're so funny and that is something you should should be proud of yourself no, for and love yourself for i'm excited <laughs> Um, okay, and then something that, something that you're working on. Um, I am working on unlearning biases that I have yeah. that I didn't know I had. Yeah, and like that's been that's been a big one for me because especially with my platform, like I say I'm a good person and I say I'm an ally and I say that I am these things, but I am doing a c- online course right now on anti racism and oh, wow. like I have the first thing that you I learned in this podcast or in this like it she does have a podcast but um her name's Mo Motivate um Mm. and she has a podcast and she has courses so I booked and paid for this course and it's a replay of of her teaching it and one of the things in it is that um being anti-racist is not an identity and like you can't call yourself an ally because like when you when you identify as something it takes away the work because Mm. like I for instance I you know I identify as a woman I don't have to try to be one I don't have to put in work to do that I identify uh I am white so like I don't have to work to be white so when you identify as being anti-racist and you identify as being an ally that it becomes part of who you are and the work that is behind it then goes away for a lot of people. Ah, that's interesting. And she has been blowing my mind in terms of like the biases that I do have and just anti-racism in general. And it has been like a huge learning curve for me because I think I'm a good person and I think that I do these things and um, my motivation for doing them and really unlearning a lot of stuff. So that has been my biggest where I'm going to spend a lot of my time going forward is like and uh, is just unlearning some of the biases that I do have and just learning how to properly support my community like I have a lot of I have a big diverse community and I want to make sure that I always continue to to make it a safe space for them by using my voice when it's appropriate and 
amplifying your voice when it needs to be and just not saying anything when that's important but that's that's something that i've really realized is that i do i do have biases even though you think you're a good person you still definitely have biases and motives that are so self-centered that don't actually center the people who are hurting so oh my gosh that's something everyone should do yeah i do agree everyone but i think i'm just i'm very i'm in a place of privilege right now in a sense that i have a a flexible schedule that can allow me to learn that stuff and yeah and but with that allows me to learn that stuff and then then send that to my community so that they can focus on those highlights if they you know um don't necessarily have the flexibility but i it's something that everybody needs to make time for um and i'm you know i'm 31 and I'm just making time for it so I think that that's something that I definitely need to like work on and and make part a forefront of like my brand and who who I am and so that I can continue to like learn and grow and help others in the same in the same space so yeah it's been a it's been a yeah it's been a it's been a it's been a, a rough learning curve for me. And that is coming from, again, a very, I'm very lucky to be learning it this way because the people learn it by experiencing it. And I'm learning it by just hearing people who have experienced it. So exactly. yeah, it's been, a, it's been very like eye opening and uh, like, I've just been like spitting facts to Scott. <laughs> yeah. So anytime I learn something, I'm like, did you know, you should. Or, like, did you know, or did you, and just like trying to reiterate it, like the way I, like I learn is like coaching and telling others about it. So like, that's what I've been doing, but that's definitely something. So I'm going to continue to share those, those courses and the things that I've been doing. And hopefully by next year, I'll be in a completely different mindset for mm. it and it'll be something that I'm proud of and not necessarily something that I still need to work on. I mean, That's I think right. it's dynamic and you always have to work on it, but I think by then I'll, I'll be proud of the work that I put in for it. So absolutely. I'm so excited to put jokes in this. I'm excited to see you at a mic oh and I better. God. Alicia, you're just, I just can't thank you enough for coming on and, and so talking ex- with me I apologize for talking for three uh, hours. Never? I did, however, look at one of them and it was <laughs> two hours and 33 minutes. So I was it's like. long form. I've um, never said that it's not long well, form. Well, and so. you can, listen, if you need to put this in two pieces, you totally can. But I, I, I think we talked about some really good things. I adore you. I think that you are only getting, you've already done so much. But you're only getting started, and we are going to see more from you. And you are going to go. You called my TED talk. You're a rise. Like you're you're an educator. Like you realize that, right? Like it's not just content creator. Like like you're educating people. You're educating people. people. Yeah, like I do. I do hope that people are learning, and I hope that they view it as that too. Like as an opportunity to 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 learn from Mm -hmm. me because I you don't need to have insecurities to follow my platform. Um. I got a really cool message from a dad because I, I didn't, that da- I, there was a whole other layer I was going to ask you about, which was like the men's side of things. Yeah. I got You'll ma- come back on, right? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Can, can totally you come back? Will. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'd love to have you back on. Um, this was like the, the tip of the I was iceberg. also going to tell you that I, I would totally love coming on to interview like and being like, a, a co-host or something Please? for like a random just like Do. a random just a random time 
I would love that, Alicia. Like, you have no idea because I, I adore you and you're welcome here anytime. I'll probably reach out again. Heck yeah. Um, I, was, I was just thinking it would be cool for like the focus not to be on me for me to come talk to other people too because well, I, I, I would have put you, yeah, I want it. Yeah. It would be cool. Yeah. And I'd love to actually, I mean, if Scott's ever down to do another podcast again, I'd love to have you guys on as a couple as well. He totally, would, he totally would have been perfectly fine for this, but he is just, he is weird. Can I claim you guys for Valentine's Day? Let's see. Well, I mean, like, around gonna, that time. He said, yo, at 921. <laughs> it's 11.46. Hey. that you just did the Halifax version of Joe Rogan. You want to come? <laughs> he loves Joe Rogan, so he'll... <laughs> He'll he'll understand. Well, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to have you guys on as a couple. I think it was good content for people to like listen to for a long time. So Um, I am too bad. And listen, like, like I view long podcasts like desserts. Okay, so little short podcasts are great because they're like cupcakes. I saw this on your thing. But a long form podcast is like like a motherfucking ice cream cake that you pick away at. So in my mind, I don't cut off good conversation. And so when I, I think a lot of people just like to listen to good conversation anyway. That's just it. So I think that that's why, and I enjoy talking. So there's going to be a lack of, never going to be a lack of conversation here. This feels like a dumb question to ask you, but can you let everyone know where to follow you? Okay. So you can follow me. And if you're not, where the fuck are you? And what are you? If you don't already know who Alicia is, um, you're probably not fun. You. Maybe. <laughs> Although my husband is not fun and he he's he does follow me. So. Um, okay, so you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Fuck yeah. At Do Alicia it. McCartville. And then I also have a YouTube that we are going to be continuing and actually doing this year. And it is the McCartville. So that content's actually gonna be strictly Scott and I. So like us. <sighs> Doing things and existing. Or no, I don't have a reality like, show. You know, yet. like keeping up with the Kardashians, but it's going to yeah. be like, um, better. Uh, Much keep, better. Keeping up with the Kardashian. We need to find keeping keep up with the Kardashian. Um, what rhymes? Like my, uh, making time for the McCarvels. Something. Making some, making something, memories. Making, yeah. Make, yeah. Like making making memories. memories with the McCarvels or something along those lines. That. But that's what that, that's the content you can expect on, uh, I'm excited for you. I, I would watch that reality nice show. I think I you guys should have a show. So many people are like, you should have a reality show. And I completely agree because if you could actually see what my husband was like, not on camera. I mean, I just love watching you guys. Like, like you just crack me the fuck up. Like the shower thing that you posted <laughs> and like, oh my God, the phone, fu- like you, you waiting for him to get home to go get your phone. Oh, oh no. my God. It killed me. He just like, And that is our life. Like yeah. that's the fun part is that people are like, people like you're so funny and i'm like this is literally just us living and that's been the coolest part about our platform is that we haven't had to do anything like extensive to like not be ourselves or not be who we are to gain it so that's also the most surreal part is like Mm -hmm. when people meet us that was always our goal is like if you meet me in person i would like for it to be the same same. and it is as when you see me online Mm -hmm. a little bit more awkward because like people are like oh i'm so awkward i'm like you're awkward i'm awkward i i don't know what to say when people meet me like when people are like oh this is so cool and i'm like is it am i i know i remember messaging caitlin being like oh my god alicia's doing my podcast i'm so and she's like it's not a big deal she's a damn bitch like like, and it's so funny that's why i always tease my friends because i'm like i can just fucking imagine but it's like when when my and that's the cool 
cool part about like social media and gaining a platform in general and just like the pedestal that people put you on like I'm just a regular human being that happens to have a platform with yeah. lots of people that I get to be myself and I get to share that but like I am who I am and I uh, I have I am authentic and that's been really cool with all of the stuff that's been shared is that people who have been in my life commenting on because that can be scary yeah but like the majority I, I really haven't seen anything too too bad or bad at all honestly where like my content will go out or be shared and people will be like she's just like this in person or i went to high school with her and she's really great and that makes me happy because that's like that's your goal it's a good testament to who i am because i feel like i've been this person for the majority of my life and then i now all of a sudden it's just like hyper hyper hyper, out there hyper in your face but all my friends tease me all the time that their friends will be like you know alicia mccarville and they'll be like yeah she's not that cool and i'm like that is a proper response because that's what i tell people so you you want to know what no one thinks they're cool like this is just like a common thing that I've I've realized. It's just like no one thinks they're cool, but we're all cool to somebody. Yes, you know, 100%. like and you're cool to millions. Well, my impact on my friends is very different than my impact on other people. Like on other people too. Like you, True. you never forget. Like my friends and my family see me all the time. I assure you that. <laughs> you must be able to gain from my content that I'm an overwhelming human being. So, oh my god, who, overwhelming human being is a great way to like digest me all the time. I am not this like person who can just like go choose how much you digest me. Like, oh my, god, my, my husband is a good testament of that. Like, he has no choice. But like, it's just it's yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But I am just a I am just a down bitch. You're a damn bitch. I'm just a down bitch. Like, say hi. Yeah, I don't like, know why I was so intimidated. I think it's just like your following is so big that it's hard to comprehend someone. I having... also think that we think we think that people who have those platforms aren't normal people. Like I don't, I, like yeah. I don't. But I'm, I'm sure that if I had a conversation with some of the people who I follow, it would be a normal conversation. And I know that a lot of the people who I do follow on social media in general, like in other, like the birth papaya has you know 1.6 1.7 million followers on instagram which is massive on instagram and like she's a genuinely kind human being but right you just see somebody with that massive pro- that that massive like platform yeah. and just assume that they're like celebrity status and they're one like really they won't talk to you or like, really, like yeah i am just the bitch that gets home and takes a bra off and yeah. just enjoys my life so <laughs> i love it well oh my gosh I again thank you so much so, so TikTok Instagram follow her mm. obviously and YouTube I will link to all those things and thank you so much Alicia for this this was just absolutely epic you get to end the episode though <gasps> by doing a, a bell ring and you better make it good because I record these at the end of every year oh, and do a God, compilation oh, I saw your compilation Woo! I think that I should have <laughs> with, with my joke book <laughs> <laughs>